Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thank you for coming to us today, and uh, we welcome you, and we trust that this program will be a blessing and a help to you. We definitely need to get back to God's Word and back to His ways. I think we all should know that from the things that we're seeing. I want to read some scripture to you to start out with this morning as we... uh, look at a subject of uh, getting our nation back to where it started from, of uh, getting back to God, of repenting of some of these things that have brought us to almost ruin. And I just trust that the Lord will help us through 2014, but it's going to have to be that we're going to have to cooperate with him in order to do that, as you're going to find out as I read this scripture to you. Now, God's word has never changed, and God's way has never changed. And when a nation turns away from God, then you can expect things to start falling apart, because God is the author of peace and and of uh, organization, you know, and things like that. So, When we turn away from God, then we're going to find some things happening, and we see these things happening in in America, and not only in America, but other parts of the world as well. So uh, get your Bible and turn to Judges chapter 2, and starting at verse 10, and so Joshua had died. And all the generation with Joshua died. And so what happened? Starting at verse 10. And also, all that generation were gathered to their fathers. That means they died. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. You know, this is a sad situation indeed, because they should have known it. But that generation did not impress upon their generation that they needed to serve God. So here we have a generation following the one that was serving God and loving God and doing his will. And so when they died, they left no legacy behind them. And... We're going to do the same thing if we don't change the way that we're doing now. We're going to leave with our next generation something that is even worse than we have right at the present. So they, they left the generation, this generation left because they didn't know the Lord. And what happened? Then it goes on and children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. Now that was a god back there that that uh, was set up, and they served that god. And it said they forsook the Lord, Lord God of their fathers, which brought them up out of the land of Egypt, and followed other gods. 
of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves to them and provoked the Lord to anger. God's the sovereign of the universe, and he deserves our worship and our praise. And there's no other God except the Lord God that has created us and has provided salvation for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. All these others are substitutes for the true and living one, and the others are limited as to what they can do because many times what people are serving is quite contrary to what they think they are. We, If we don't do what God wants us to do, then we can come up with all kinds of things. The, this book says that there was no king in the land, and people did that which was right in their own eyes. And we see this happening today. If we have no, we have nothing to stand on, then we're going to fall for anything. And that's exactly what we're doing today. We've, we fell for some things that under normal conditions, we would think they were quite crazy. And why would we want to do something like that? But because we have no standard, everyone doing that, which is right in their own eyes, they're setting up their own gods and goddesses as well. And we have our share of goddesses and gods in in America and many other places in the world. So if you're living somewhere rather than America today, then you probably have a similar problem as we have here, that there are many things that are happening as a direct result of us leaving God out of our lives, out of our government, out of our schools, and every other area of our society. And we have decided that we didn't need a God, uh, that we don't have a God, that we can, we have to save ourselves. And I don't think we're doing a very good job of saving ourselves. We're, all we have to do is look around and and we're not doing a very good job, and furthermore, we won't. It's getting to the place where the guy that's got the biggest club and it's got the most money and the most prestige, we let him be our God. And what a mess we've got ourselves in because of that. Now, if you think that things are getting better, then you're really deceived because they're not getting better. Things could start unraveling any moment in our nation, in our finances, and a number of other things. And then we might blame someone else for it in another generation. We might blame our previous president for all the problems. So the name game is to blame. And no, that's not what it is. We have to take responsibility for our own actions and attitudes and whatever's happened in the past is past, and we can't change the past, but we can most certainly do something with the present, and we need to, unless if we don't do something and do it quickly, then we're going to find ourselves in a real royal mess in 2014 that'll make what happened in 2013 look pretty small. 
So it's up to us as to what we're going to do with what we have. We do have some things left that we can use. And so it says they forsook the Lord and they served Baal and Ashtoreth. Now, uh, actually, it was prostitution that they had. They'd go into these gods and they would have the women that were prostitutes and they would have relationships with these women and they were supposed to have better crops and everything else as a result of this and it turned out to be just the opposite. You know, the devil's a good liar. He's a good deceiver. He can make you think that if you do it uh, this way or that way that you're going to it's going to work out all right. It might be contrary to God completely. And we think we can get by with that. Maybe we have for a while. But sooner or later, it catches up. And it's catching up with our country. And it might be catching up with yours as well if you're in some other country. So what I'm t- talking about here in America needs to be taken heed to in your nation as well. God doesn't have any pick as far as nations are concerned. God has blessed America in a number of ways, and we need to thank and praise him that he has blessed us. But those blessings are determined as to how well we're willing to love God and love the people around us and do things God's way rather than our sinful way. So we need to repent. We need to be sorry for the way that we have treated God and treated his word and his ways and get down on our face before God and ask him to forgive us and ask him to deliver us from a life that we have today. Now, you may be a Christian. If you are, then you need to pray for the people around you that aren't. But I'm talking to in general here that that if we are not serving God as we should and the only way we're going to serve God as we should is to serve him the way the Bible tells us to. It says the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them and he sold them into the hand of their enemies round about so that they could not any more longer stand before their enemies. Don't we have that today? Did it ever dawn on anyone that the reason why that a lot of these things are falling apart is not a political thing, that it's a spiritual thing that we're dealing with here, that we do have a common enemy, and his name is Satan, And he does have quite a host with him. And if we, as human beings, line ourselves up with him and think that some way we can outdo God and we can out, we can war against him, we'll find ourselves in the mess that these Israelites found themselves in. We can't expect to have a nation that is any kind of order at all if we leave God out. And if we leave God out, if we shove God out, 
then God will just let us be spoiled by our enemies all around us. Why is it that we're not closing our borders as we should? Why is it that we're allowing the enemy to come in? Why is it that we're allowing the enemy to rule our nation today? And some of this might sound kind of strange to you, but I want you to know that we're not being ruled by Christians. We're, we're being ruled by what the Bible would refer to as fools. The Bible tells us that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And so what we're doing is foolish in the sight of God. We're at our first break, and I want you to start thinking about some of these things with me. And my name is Howard Eugene Wright. You're at Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright. We're finding out that any time that a nation turns away from God, that some things start happening. Things start unraveling because we can only serve one God or another. The Bible tells us that we can't serve two masters. For we'll either love the one and hate the other, or we'll hold to the one and despise the other. So you can't serve God and mammon, they talk, it talks about. Now, mammon is anything that is against God, naturally, because you see there's a contrast here. So if we take a attitude that is against God's teachings and against his ways, then we open ourselves up to what I told you in the first part. We open ourselves up to the devil and his crowd. And the devil is a hard taskmaster. He always has been. He always will be. He has no concern for you. He's a narcissistic of narcissistics. And the more people are controlled by the devil, the more narcissistic they are. That means they have no feeling for anyone else. They have no feelings, period. And it's a pathetic thing when we have someone or some organization that has no concern for the people of America or people of anywhere else. When they go to other countries and spread their wickedness from one place to the other, and in our particular situation, they're using our our people that are supposed to be representing us and our ambassadors here, there, and yonder, they're using these, and they're uh, bullying other nations and things like this to do these wicked things. And what are we doing as Christians today? I just want to tell you that this is no time to lay down and play dead. This is the time to get active, to do something for God, for the nation, for the world that... And we need to do it now. But we, as we continue reading this scripture, we find out that, that a lot that is happening in our nation can be considered a spiritual battle that I mentioned in the first part of our uh, talk today, that we do have a spiritual battle. There is a battle that is waging war 
against our young people, of, against this generation, to take it for good or for evil. If we go with God, then we go for good. If we go against God, and then we're in the hands of our enemies, just like these people were, there were spoilers. And we're being spoiled today. And I'm not talking about that we're being panthered. I'm talking about that we're being spoiled, we're being destroyed before our very eyes because we have not properly taken care of our responsibility toward God, our neighbors, and people around us. And you can't love God without having a concern for your neighbor as well. You can't just sit in your house, stay in your family, stay in your church, and not be thinking about the needs of those around about you. The Bible is quite clear on that as well. But if we leave God out, then it says that he sent, He let spoilers come to destroy uh, them. And, you know, they kind of ask for it. We We whine and we say, well, if God is so good, why does he allow all this to happen? And at the same time, we... We just want to do things our way. God is good. If he wasn't, we'd have been a long since gone. We'd have been devoured more than we are. God is holding back the wickedness. And, but we are having spoilers that are spoiling us. And then he goes on, and yet they would not hearken to their judges. God raised up good judges, good people. I think about in our own situation here in America and maybe in your nation as well, if you're listening in another nation, where we've had people during election time that God has given us, and we've just turned our nose up at them, said they can't win. We've got to have a Democrat or Republican. And just to be truthful with you, and if you've got any eyes at all and look at all, there's not much difference between Democrats and Republicans. And so you have one for one time and you have the other one for another time and there's actually not much difference between the two. They seem to get along pretty well. And and here we have these judges that were raised up, good people that could have done us good, but we chose the other way instead. And then we expect some good results. We We have wicked people that we have put in offices and things in our government and what have you, and we let them sit there, and then we expect that things are going to get better. That is, I don't know what you'd call that. You you come up with a name for it. I think you wouldn't have a hard time finding one. But it says uh, they went whoring after other gods and bowed themselves to them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, they did not do so. And when I think about our own nation, that at one time it was considered a Christian nation and run by Christian principles, and and uh, we had our Bibles were in our schools. They were taught in our schools for uh, up until about the 60s or so. And, you know... Uh, we we honored God. I remember when I was in the service and in the Air Force and 
when we were in basic training, we everyone got a Bible, whether you were a Jew or Catholic or whatever. You, everyone got a Bible, and that Bible was supposed to be the top of the footlocker. Nothing else was to be on it, and it was to be displayed in a way where you could see it. And while I was in the service, I I was uh, chaplain, uh, chaplain's assistant, kind of. I guess I'm not sure just what title I would have had, but I was in charge of making sure that the, the uh, personnel got to church and back all right on Sundays. And every night I had a, a prayer time and, and I could have a little devotion or anything I wanted to before we went to sleep at night and things like that. And this was back in the 60s when this happened. So you can see in the last few years, uh, things have really changed. You never have things like that in, in this day and age. But we did back there. And it says, when the Lord raised up judges, then the Lord was with the judges and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judges. It repented the Lord because of the groanings that the children of Israel are going through under their bondage. God wants to do something for America. He wants to do something for the world. He's He's not uh, up there with a club in his hand just ready to beat us up. We're doing a pretty good job of that ourselves. When we leave God out, we have nothing left except total confusion that we are facing right now. You know, the time is now for us to turn to God. There's no other answer. We, we don't need bigger government. We don't need more people on food stamps. We don't need, we don't need, uh, national health care. We, we don't need a lot of things that we have today. The government doesn't have to be in our education system. And on and on it goes. If we would get back to God and start lining things up according to the Lord, it would make a lot of difference in our personal lives, a lot of difference in our national life as well. And things would start turning around for the better. And then it goes on to say, and it came to pass when the judges died, when the judge died, then they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them, to bow down to them. They ceased not from their own doings nor from their stubborn ways. And I think that when we just stubbornly decide that we're going to go our way rather than God's way, what do we expect? Is there anyone else in the universe that we can depend on that would bring us out of the mess we're in? Now, I don't want us just to come to God and make some kind of a shallow profession and, and shed a few tears and act like we're doing all right, just so God will come and, and deliver us from the mess we're in. That That's not the reason why that we should come to the Lord. We should come to the Lord because we've grieved Him, because we have denied and defied Him, because we haven't respected Him. We have relegated Him 
to be no different than any other God. And we talk about that there's no difference between the religions. Well, I'm not talking about religion today. I'm talking about a relationship with the true and living God, a personal relationship that you can have and anyone can have that's willing to surrender their life to the Lord and let him be God in every area of their life. That's what I'm talking about now. And it says, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. This is the second time that this has been said. And it turned out that Israel was God's chosen people. And Israel is still God's chosen people. If you're in Israel today, you're you're one of God's chosen. But so many times, you know, I've heard one pastor refer to the ch- the church that was being that was being pastored. He talked about the frozen chosen, and we the fact that God has chosen us is is no. Uh, nothing that we should be arrogant and proud of. We should be humbled that God would, the God of the universe would take us lost sinners and would clean us up and would set us up and we would be friends of his rather than his enemies. If we're going to be a friend, an enemy of anything, we sure shouldn't be an enemy of God. And yet there are people that even defy that he exists, that says that there is no God. Well, then maybe you'd like to explain how that all this that we look at all around us got into being. It definitely didn't just happen. And so the very fact that we're looking at the creation, the Bible tells us that the creation is a witness of God. It's a, It shows his handiwork. It shows his a lot of things about God that I could talk to you about Right now, we're, I'm past the second break, so uh, this is Howard Eugene Wright, Rivers of Living Water, at TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thank you for coming back and being a part of the program today. And I trust that if this is uh, touching your heart, that you will uh, do something about it, that you'll uh, find a, a church that still preaches the Word of God and, and still uh, encourages you to Love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And there are churches out there that will do that. And then I want to, you to know that the books that are being advertised, uh, the different ones that are my books, are uh, books that you can use to help you to get in the place that I'm talking to you about today. Get right with God. That's the real purpose for the books that I have. And you can uh, get those at, at Amazon.com, like is, is uh, told, and you can also get them not at DeceitfulMasters.com, but at international-lighthouse-medium.com. 
www.deceitfulmasters.com. We changed the Deceitful Masters to this new site, and you can find them there. But uh, I would say Amazon.com would be your best way. Just type in my name, Howard Eugene Wright, and you can see all the books that are there that I've I've written and that are there for you. Uh, but we're talking about getting right with God. And what better time than at the first of the year? Why put it off? Why not just do it now? Now's the day of salvation. Now's the accepted time. Now's the time that we need to turn back to God as a nation. There may not be as much time as we think there is before, as we might say, all hell breaks loose. And there is a lot of things that could happen to cause that. And we just need to get right with God and let God have his way with us. And and uh, maybe we can turn things around if we'll just let God be God. But we, we find out here that, that uh, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And we're reading from uh, Judges chapter 2, and I'm on verse 20. And he said, uh, because of this people has transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and have not hearkened to my voice. I also will not hereafter drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left when he died. Joshua left some things undone. And the Lord allowed this to test the people. God doesn't want robots. He wants you to follow him of your own volition. He's not going to force you to follow him. And as you read about Jesus in the Bible, you'll find that he never used force against people. If they rejected him, he just went somewhere else. If the, we reject God, then God goes somewhere else. And I know some nations today that God is blessing, God is working in, and uh, we're getting farther and farther away from God and farther and farther away from his protection. And if we ever get completely out of the protection of the Lord, we're of all people most miserable. I I have a real heart's desire to see this nation of ours turn back to God, and it can't be just a few people. All of us are have to going to have to think about this, whether we're in a church or not, or even if we think the church has gone south, and that that is true. A lot of churches have, and, and we have. Uh, not as much of a testimony as we used to have for God. And people who stand up for God today like I do, they're, they're going to be criticized and, and called hate mongers and all kinds of things, but it seems as though the enemy always refers to God's people with what they really are. They turn the attention to Someone they know isn't going to fight fight much, and 
it usually turns out to be the Christians. The Christians are more and more under persecution, not only in the nations that we're used to, but more and more right here in America. We're, we're getting closer and closer to a general persecution of Christians, and we need to make up our mind whether we're going to serve God or serve something else. And so we have this opportunity to decide whether we're going to serve God or or just go on as we are. It can't be business as usual. There's got to be some changes. And so let me just mention uh, one of them right now and maybe some more later on. But fathers have to take responsibility for their families. We can't let the government do it. We can't let the school do it. We can't let anyone else do it. Fathers are going to have to take responsibility for their families. The, the father so long has been pushed back into a corner. And, but look what we've got. God has set it up so that the father is the head of the home. Now, that doesn't mean that he's a dictator. That means that he's an example. The Bible tells us that the greatest among us are those that serve. And so the father should be the most serving person in that home. He should be doing everything he can to protect the home. He should be doing all that he can to keep that home serving God and loving him. He ought to be an example of the people that are serving God. He shouldn't be telling his children to do one thing and he's doing something else. He should get himself right with God so that he can be the leader in the home that he really needs to be. Now, we call that old-fashioned. What's wrong with being old-fashioned? The fashion we have today is not so much uh, a new fashion as we think that it is. This kind of stuff's been going on for years. Like I've just been reading about Israel. This is not a new thing that people rebel against God. The, you know, we think, oh, we're, we're so smart, we're so intelligent because uh, we don't need God anymore. We don't need that old religion stuff and on and on and look at what we're got. It most certainly is not what I had when I was growing up. It's not what I have right now as a Christian and a Christian in in my home. And so, you know, the fathers have got to make some changes, and that will make some changes in the home. The, the mother has to respect the father as the head of the home. The children have to respect him. And as you respect the, the father, then you're going to also respect God, which is our heavenly father. If we don't respect our father here upon this earth, our our parents, and the Bible has something to say about that too, that we need to respect our parents. And if we're not respecting our parents, then we're that's a good reason as to why we're in the mess that we're in today. And so the the father is to be the head of the home in in directing the home in God's way. Now, if that father is is uh, out there trying to lead his family away from God, then the children and the wife has perfect a perfect right 
to not follow him. He only is to be followed as he follows God. He's only to be the head of the home as he is a godly man that's willing to do things God's way. Otherwise, there's no reason in the Bible that one should follow a father that wants to be a tyrant in the home. That's not the kind of father I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of father that leads family devotions, that holds his family close together, that keeps his family united, keeps them loving one another, keeps them loving God, and uh, training up a child in the way that he should go so that when he's old, he won't depart from it. Train them up in the nurture and the abomination of the Lord. And not to provoke them to anger or anything like that by saying one thing and doing something else. But like I said, be an example. Be, be a godly man that loves God and loves his, his neighbors and does what is best for everyone in his family. And doesn't just take a selfish attitude and said, I'm, I'm the big boss and you do what I tell you to do or else. No, that's not the way it is. The kind of thing that the Lord wants in a leader is one that is able to follow Jesus, follow God's ways. And as we follow God's ways, then we need to be respected. We need to be respecting are pastors that are to be uh, shepherds of the flock, and we're to be the flock. We're to be the sheep, and Jesus is the good shepherd. But Jesus also has uh, some under-shepherd that we refer to as the pastor. And the pastor needs to be just like I'm talking about on uh, the, the uh, husband of the home. We're at a break again. My name is Howard Eugene Wright. We're on TalkZone.com, and Rivers of Living Water is what we're uh, sponsoring. Let's get back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thank, thank you for staying with us, and I trust that you'll take these things seriously that I'm talking to you about today. These could make the difference between what we have today and, and what we could have and what we have had. We've had much better days in the past than we have now, and as we continue getting farther and farther away from God, we're going to, it's going to get worse and worse for us until it's going to become totally unbear, unbearable. And it's that way with a lot of people already, that we're under a lot of depression and oppression because we have left God out, and that's the only explanation for it. We can come up with all kinds of other things, but really, like I've said throughout this uh, program. This is not a political problem. We're not talking about politics. We're talking about a spiritual problem, a war between God and the devil. And 
depending on what side of the fence we're on as to whether we're being blessed or whether we're being broken. And if the farther we get away from God, the more broken we're going to be. And I just want you to know that regardless of how far you are from the Lord, God loves you. He wants you to be one of his children. He wants to be your heavenly father, and he will forgive you. Regardless of how far you have gotten away from God, God will hear your prayer if you will come with all of your heart and you'll seek him with all of your being and you'll be willing to uh, be sorry for the sins that you have committed, for turning away from God as you have. God will forgive you. All you have to do is ask him. If you will say a simple thing like, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God will forgive you. He's waiting. He wants to forgive. He wants to uh, turn things around for us. He says, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from my wicked ways, he said, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I'll heal their land. So God is still making that offer today. If we will humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, if we will admit that we have messed things up royally, that it isn't my neighbor's fault, it isn't uh, the previous president's fault, it isn't the present president's fault, but it's our fault for allowing things to be like they are. And maybe we didn't realize that things could be changed, but I'm telling you today that it starts with repenting of our sins, of turning away from from the things that we've been doing and, and uh, not giving God the rightful place and having other gods and serving them. And the thing is, if you're not serving God, you got another one. The, the thing that you uh, are trusting in, the thing that you are depending on, that is your God. And the thing that you're worshiping today, that's your God. And uh, we have all kinds of things that, that we worship today. But the only thing that's going to help us is to worship and serve the true and living God. So God will forgive if you're willing to turn away from your wicked ways, as the Bible would tell us. You know, God is honest with us. He warns us. We have warning after warning in the Bible. We not only have warnings, we have examples of what happened. And I'm reading to you examples of what happened back in the book of Judges. And what I'm reading to you is just a small part of of what has happened down through the years with Israel because they didn't... uh, do things God's way and they'd turn after other gods and get themselves in a mess and then they'd get on their face before God and ask God to forgive them and God would do it naturally and then uh, they'd have this judge that would uh, keep them in line and then they'd turn around and uh, when the judge died they would go after their own ways and after a while they didn't know the difference between right and wrong and that's about the place that we're at today we we think good is evil and evil is good, and, and that is a very sad situation. So in the process of all of this, 
we need to get back to our Bible. I can't sit here and tell you everything you need to do, but the first step is turning back to God, is turning to God. And we need to repent. We need to pray. We need to seek God's face. We need to turn from our wicked ways. You may say, I don't have any wicked ways. Well, if you're not serving God, you definitely do. And uh, we need to do that. And he said, my people are the ones that are to do that. He's not talking about the heathen out there. He's not talking about people that aren't serving God, all those other religions, rather than the Christian religion. He's talking about Christians today. We need to get on our face before God. We need to let God search us. We need to let His Holy Spirit begin to sift us and see if there's any wicked way in us. You know, David, a long time ago, he said, try me and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. If we're not leaned to our own understanding, but in all of our ways we'll acknowledge God as being God and and let him be the Lord of our life rather than letting everything else lord it over us. And we will have one Lord or another. And if we don't let God lord, lord it over us, then tyrants will. And we're sure having our share of that today, haven't we? So I want you to think about this because this is not something that that I thought of. This, this is something that, that the Lord has shown people down through the years. And when I'm long gone, it'll still be the same. When you're long gone, it'll still be the same. God doesn't change. He hasn't changed in the middle of the stream. We think, well, we've got things that they never dreamed of back there in, in those days. That those people were pretty primitive toward us. It just depends on what side you want to look at. If you're looking at uh, maybe some of the knowledge we have and things like that, uh, maybe they didn't have those things. But if we're looking at it from a spiritual point of view, then that's a different story. And they had a lot more going for them than what we do today in many ways. They may have not had quite the comforts that we have. They may have not had some of the knowledge we have or think we have. And the thing about science, it becomes outmoded once in a while. There's things that we thought were all right back there in the past, and we found out that really it wasn't. So science isn't something we can stand on and think that science is going to save us or that someone's going to save us. There is only one that can, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. God is the only one that can save us. And we may not think we need to be saved now, but I think that if we keep on going like we are, we're going to realize how much we need to be saved. And why have to go through some pretty pitiful things? Why don't we just let God have his way now and let him... uh, turn away some things that are in front of us. And we, we've we heard this thing of, of uh, the pie in the sky, by and by attitude. You know, that Christians are looking for pie in the sky, by and by we're looking for a perfect heaven. No, uh, we're in this earth and we have to uh, make the best of it and we have to love God and serve Him now or there won't be any pie in the sky by and by. 
And I'm pretty close to the end of the program, but I just am so concerned for for us that that uh, we will let God have His way because that's the best way. I I know January the first I had been in the Lord for 58 years, so I'm a child of God for 58 years, and I've seen a lot of changes in those years of serving the Lord. I started with the Lord in January the 1st of 1956, and um, I was 17, going on 18 at the time, and uh, that same month, I my birthday is January the 28th, so that same month, um, I would have been 18. So that's how close I was to being uh, 18 at the time. But, you know, God is the same, and He'll forgive you. Don't, don't let yourself continue to wallow in the mud and the mire that you got yourself in. And, uh, you don't necessarily have to blame yourself completely. But do admit that you're a sinner without God and admit that Jesus is the only one that can save you and ask God to forgive you and ask him to come in and be your Lord and Savior. Ask him to lead you in the way that you need to go and to be your friend and so on and so forth like that. And God will do that for you. We're we're at the nearly at the close of our program, and it just seemed to go so fast. But I trust that something that I've said to you today, something will kind of get a hold of your heart, and you'll realize that I'm not just an old man over here that that is a bit senile, that's far from it. I've got a very good mind yet, even though I am 75, heading for 76. I'm very much alert. I very much know what's going on. My wife and I keep contact and keep up to date all the time. And uh, we're as active today as we've ever been. We haven't retired. We're just refired. And so I've got to close for this time. Your This is Howard Eugene Wright at Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. May the Lord bless and keep you this week. And 